Today on SEC, you want to get into sports cards? This video is where you start. Our expert crew is going to break down sports card collecting 101 and how to begin your hobby journey right now on SEC. Welcome to episode 21 of Sports Cards Culture. My name is Chris. I'm here with Josh, Christina, and Nick. At Card Ladder, we see increasing numbers of people come into the sports card hobby month after month. Some people collected as kids and are thinking about cards for the first time in many years. Others collected on and off throughout their lives and therefore are more familiar with the current state of the hobby. And some people are encountering sports cards for the very first time. So this week, I ask that we put ourselves into the shoes of those who are diving into the sports card world for the first time in a long time maybe even for the first time ever. And to start, let's just ask some very basic preliminary questions. These are things that newcomers might be thinking about before deciding to get involved with sports cards. First up, Josh, is it necessary to know a lot about sports in order to get involved with sports cards? I don't know if it's necessary to know a lot, uh, but you definitely have to have interest in sports, I would say, because I think the key to being successful in anything really is is having genuine interest and passion in that thing and if you don't like sports or you don't know a lot about sports it's going to be really hard to get into sports cards especially because if you don't then your primary motivation is money and i don't think that's going to be the best key to success now how much do you need to know is this like fantasy football where you really kind of need to know quite a bit or 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 not like that no i mean the reality is if you only collect one player, let's say, you just need to know a lot about that one guy. Whereas fantasy, you have to know everything. You have to know stats. You have to know where guys went to school and like what division they play in and what you know weeks they play. It's just all these crazy things you have to know. But I guess in sports cards, um, you know, it depends on how deep you want to go into it. But if you just know a lot about one player, that's a good start. Or what about with gambling? With gambling, you really want to know, you know, what you know what how does this team do at home how does this team perform on the road are they on the second night of a back-to-back you need to to be good to have an edge you know you need to have usually a little bit of specialized knowledge you kind of want to know what you're doing do you need that type of uh knowledge and experience with sports uh in order to succeed in sports cards no i don't think so okay and christina the same one to you do you need to know a lot about sports in order to collect sports cards? No. Okay. You don't need to know anything at all. Some of the best ways you to learn... You need to know some things. You need to know words. Some of... How to use the internet. Okay. okay. Some of the best ways to learn, and this is proven, is immersion. Total mm. immersion. So if you're not sure about sports, but you really like the designs and the artistry of sports cards and you have friends who are in the hobby, then just dive in. Like, seriously, just dive in. Do your research, learn as you go, and just have fun. Now, let me turn the question around and phrase it in the positive. Okay. And I'll start with you and then go to Josh. What should you know about sports in order to collect sports cards? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Probably want to know some things about where people, where athletes rank in the pop culture hierarchy, like their their celebrity Potent- probably factors into their collectability. Potentially, but not necessarily. Okay. Um, 
I would say that yes, if like it depends what kind of collector you're trying to be. So if you're trying to be just a collector of the Timberwolves because you're from Minnesota, then you don't really care if Carl Anthony Towns isn't an all-star every year. That's your team. That's your player. Like, that's your PC player, right? Um, so I, I think that yes, but no. So, so but built into that answer, you, you're going to want to know who's on the roster of your team. Yes. You're going to want to know if they have any hot draft picks. That you know that that's going to impact how much budget you should allocate to play, to collect on that team. Okay, let me let me throw it to Josh. Josh, uh, how much should you know about sports in order to get involved in collecting sports cards? I mean, I'm kind of piggybacking off Christina here. I think you just need to be a fan. You know, you need to figure out who your favorite teams are, your favorite players, get to know them. You know, enjoy watching them. I think it just kind of is rooted in your enjoyment of the of the sport itself, the player, whatever it is. And I would go so far as to say is like the sports cards. If you get more into that and you know, like you, like she said, immerse yourself in the sports cards, you'll start to like the sport itself better. You can actually like start it the other way because I know you guys started Luca collecting and now you're huge Mavs fans. You know, by almost by default, you have you're just like you know everything about the Mavs. You know all their bench players. It's gotten you more into the sport itself. So I would even go as far as to say as the sports cards can do the reverse, right? If you know about sports cards, you can get into sports. Indeed, and I like that because there, there is the thing that you really need to be in tune with sports-wise is your fandom. That's that's going to lead to understanding collectability on an intuitive, natural level. Is is being in touch with players, you know, that you're a fan of and that you like to root for, and, the, and teams and organizations that you like to collect and that you like to root for. Very different. The types of sports knowledge that might help you in cards, uh, especially at like a basic fundamental starting level, is very, very different um, yeah. than than other things like fantasy or sports betting. And d- digging into the stats too much can actually hurt you in sports cards. I think you can overthink it. You know, if you're like strictly going by PER rankings this year, and if you just go top to bottom and think these are the best investments, that might not be true because sports cards is more about the fandom like we said and it's also like a bigger picture thing it's not who leads per this very season because that could be short-lived it's about consistency and people enjoying those players for long durations definitely okay second question is it necessary to know a lot about sports cards in order to collect them so now not not talking about how much sports knowledge do do we need how much knowledge about the history the sets how much do you need to know about sports cards in order to collect them um i would say quite a bit you know because one of the first things that i tell people when they join the hobby is is not to buy anything for a little bit and really like fall into the hobby and and try to try to learn as much as you can you know look at things like card ladder dig around look at stats look at graphs look at what cards are available first and foremost just what is out there and you're not going to know that until you start studying the sets and the players and the different serial numbered cards, the history of cards. When did certain sets get released? When did you know eras change? Things like that. There's a lot to learn. And if you just start buying when you first come in and you don't know all those things, you know you could be making early mistakes. You could be buying things too high. You could also be spending money on things that you might not necessarily want in the long run. And if you would have waited and done more research, you could have better allocated that money. Good. Uh, so let's see. If, you mentioned you might want to know some things about sets. Um, be patient. Sort of learn. Uh, 
what about sets? Um, you know, how how does somebody figure out what the sets are? What's what's the starting point there? Well, I mean, I honestly, I just go on card letter, start sorting by different uh, years, start sorting by score, sorting by uh, value, and then you can start searching. You know, you search the different years, search for like maybe a year of your favorite player's rookie year, and start like digging through all the different cards. You can go to Cardboard Connection, start looking through their articles. They have a lot of organizational pieces. You can search like a specific player and search like their best cards. And Cardboard Connection usually has a pretty good article because then it'll show you like their top 20 cards. And you can kind of just step through and see like, okay, these are the sets that matter the most for this given player. And you can start to understand why. Trading Card DB has just like literally every card that's ever been made listed out in a database. Beckett, you can go on there and search different things. There's not really one like super easy answer, and that's kind of the, the fun part of it, is that it does require some research. And for me, and for you guys, I know, that's the fun part, is like really digging in and trying to figure it out. Christina, what do you think? Do you need to know a lot about sports cards and their history in order to collect them? No. <laughs> you because sure didn't when you I dove not, in. Nope. <laughs> I dove right in. How did we figure out how to buy that first... We bought Donruss. Because... You were sorting through your like childhood collection after we graduated college uh, at your parents' house, and you got like obsessed with it for literally two weeks. <laughs> but then <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's go. Like, ha- like I, I think I asked you, like, ha- like where can we go buy some like current ones? Uh, like where where can we go buy new sports cards and um, not on eBay <laughs> and we drove up to Walmart and like hit all the Walmarts in the like in a 30 mile radius if not more and Don Russ was on like every shelf yeah yeah no that was it and I remember buying a we went to a, a local hobby shop and we bought one pack or like a few packs of uh, 2012 Panini past and present basketball yep got a Vernon Maxwell autograph out of there thought we were really flying high uh, we went to a different hobby shop and then bought Don Russ boxes, and then we graduated to ordering them from Dave and Adams. And the first hobby box we got, like full hobby box we got of Don Russ, was from yeah. Amazon. Right. Do not buy hob- like do not buy sealed wax from Amazon people. At but least not did. without price checking. Yes, but and I looking did. into delivery times. Right, but I did because. I was a girl who didn't know and I was like, oh, look, I could just buy it on Amazon. (laughs) Um, But I pulled the cat uh, Elite Dominators from that. So that ended up being a good box. So this is kind of like what Josh was talking about a little bit earlier, where collecting a player led to fandom and to much more knowledge about sports. And here, just getting started led to much more knowledge about the hobby. Yes. Okay. So your point of view is you don't really need to know that much about sports cards to get to in order to get started i just did everything backwards or maybe not but it worked. I don't know. So everybody has to start somewhere exactly right? you have to start somewhere. okay but you guys also bought sort of like cheap stuff cheaper yes. stuff right you're not coming and dropping 10 grand you're buying no, cheaper yeah. stuff to kind of get into the fun of it i mean 100%. don russ at the time was like 50 dollars for a hobby box yeah. and like when it went to 55 i was like mm, that's a little too much guys <laughs> and uh collecting <laughs> Uh, starting off by opening wax in very responsible, limited fashion and personal boxes, not 
not for the thrill of the gamble, but just to open a personal box to have all those things in your possession, then to sort them and then to be, now you have you're interested, you're incentivized to go look these cards up, see what they're worth, see the different marketplaces that that you can buy and sell them on. All of a sudden, you have this incentive to figure things out because now it impacts your wallet, what these cards are worth and and what you should hold. And then you're incentivized to look into grading. And, you know, you might go on eBay and look up, you know, this rookie card that you, that you got and see that raw it's $10 and as a PSA 10, it's 200, you know, and all of a sudden you, you're incentivized to start learning about all the different processes and the ways that the hobby works. So my piece of advice actually would be maybe start with a reasonably priced hobby box. We always sing the praises of 2718, um, 2017, 2018 Panini status basketball hobby boxes. They're $200. You can get Jason Tatum rookies in there. Uh, you, you can get numbered stuff. We've, we've hit like numbered Kobe's out of there. Very affordable product in today's market. Uh, it's, it's available usually on eBay and on the different websites. And just a great way to get started. And some cool big hits can potentially come out of that box too. So study the pack odds. They don't give pack odds today. If you're buying 90s, they do. Study the distributions, you know, all the different parallels, all the different inserts you can get. Study the checklists. Opening a box is a good way to start. Uh, All right. Third question. I like this question. (laughs) You wrote it. (laughs) Are there any skills... (laughs) that would benefit someone starting off in sports cards besides having knowledge of the hobby or knowledge of sports skills besides those that might help you first christina then josh can we turn it into skills and traits yeah sure okay patience okay um patience is a virtue in the hobby and in life um i would say dedication and research I know, like, sometimes you think, like, oh, that's so boring to, like... So, basically, if you're a librarian, you're going to be a great collector. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, networking, like, being a social person on social media and, like, trade nights when the world opens back up. Um, getting, like, out of your shell a little bit and talking to your uh, local card shop owner and like really like learning from like at the master's feet at that at that moment um hopefully like they they can help you and like help guide you and be honest because like it just makes sense for them to want you to be a like lifelong customer instead of like a twice customer two sure. times customer okay all right um yeah i don't know where i'm going with this so let's good. move on That's to josh good. lots of good traits there all right Josh, what about you? Are there any skills that would benefit somebody starting off in cards besides knowing cards and knowing sports? Yeah, I think having a having financial skills would benefit you a lot. You know, maybe if you come from a finance background or you study the stock market or you understand crypto, those things, those skills can definitely help you. And I think if you know the trade being that you're fiscally responsible and you don't uh, you know gamble a lot, I think someone who doesn't gamble would be a good skill because i think that that's kind of what you can get in trouble in the beginning and get burned um another trait i was thinking about was obsessive someone who's like because we were talking about the the psychology of being a collector last week and those collectors as we pointed out are the ones who have been the most successful over the last few years just with all the different influx of people and having that obsessive research driven 
uh, collector hoarder gene or trade or skill, whatever you want to call it. I think I think it would actually work out in your favor in this in this case where it it may be a stigma that is negative in most social connotations, but in this one, I think it's positive. For sure, I, I just want to add uh, entrepreneurial skills are very beneficial because an important part of collecting, of investing, of being a dealer, of flipping is being able to buy and sell. And being able to buy and sell cards means knowing how to confidently list an item for sale on eBay, for example, or knowing how to negotiate deals through marketplaces like the Facebook marketplace, or knowing how to barter or bargain with somebody at a show or at a shop and knowing when it's appropriate and when it's not. And people who have entrepreneurial backgrounds or entrepreneurial aspirations really seem to understand the importance of interpersonal dynamics. They understand the importance of, you know, uh, relationships, business relationships, and all those things can take you really far in the hobby. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I almost forget how important it is knowing how to be a patient seller. And even if you have a card that's worth 500 bucks, it's not just as easy as throwing it on eBay and then it's gone. You know, you might need to list that card for $600 OBO to get the 500 and you might have to wait a week, might have and to wait two weeks. OBO means or best offer. There you go. All right. Let me, to conclude this episode, pivot to some practical advice. Uh, first to Josh and then to Christina. Um, for someone looking to get into sports cards, what's what's just the very first thing they should do? Uh, the very first thing you should do is get a subscription to Card Ladder. <laughs> I might the, fr- the the first thing I always tell people is figure out what players you would want to collect. Come up with a short list of players, and I tell people to find maybe one modern, currently active playing uh, player. Find like a Hall of Famer, a legend, someone maybe that's just like a favorite of yours from your childhood or whatever. And just sort of start from there. Pick three people, get card ladder, start searching the players' names, seeing what cards are there, and just start diving in. Christina, what's one piece of advice you'd give? If you're not ready to jump in and buy a subscription to card ladder, I would say download the card ladder app. It's free, and you can do all of the research for the past 90 days for free using the card ladder mobile application on Apple and Google Play stores. Um, and then I would recommend creating a Instagram dedicated to cards uh, and then just start like talking to people on their posts and following people that you like cards of uh, and then go down the rabbit hole. Immerse yourself. And I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier. Uh, I think those are great pieces of advice. I would say to the first thing to get started with pick a sport and then buy a recent hobby box of it and that's going to show you that's going to that's going to let you you know that might be difficult so it's going to give you so many in well you just go to your local shop you know say here's i'm i'm interested in hockey what's okay. a nice hobby box in the 100 to 200 dollar range and do you have any of them oh here we have this and then you open it you get to the whole experience of having the cards in your hands. It's going to lead you to wanting to discover so many things. You're going to figure out pretty quickly if you like this or not. Just a, It's a good way to start on a number of levels. Um, and then it can lead to you creating an Instagram page. Or it can lead to you you know, doing a lot of different things as a result. So last question here. Uh, first to Josh and then to Christina. How can newcomers know if they are doing things properly? 
how will they know if they're making mistakes? What what should they be looking for to kind of signal them that they're either on the right path or the wrong path? Uh, are you having fun? I think yes. that's real simple. I also wanted to point out during this episode, all three of us have given very, very unique and different paths to take. Like we almost are just like completely changing the topic each time each of us answers, and that's because that's 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 not a. Uh, that's you know that's not by design because that's actually how this works. There's lots of ways to do it. There's lots of ways to be successful. You know my way is different than Chris's. It's different Christina's, and and that's going to be true for everyone joining the hobby. But the the most important part is that you have fun. So I would say that's how you know. All right, Christina, is there anything to add to? I think Josh has uh, put the icing on the cake of this episode with that one as well. I completely agree with that. The the question to ask yourself is: Are you enjoying this? Are you having fun? That's that is the key ingredient to success in the hobby. Agree. He's really good at that, isn't he? <laughs> that that like, final answer, yeah. just bring it on home. To just like close the episode on like Josh's wisdom. I agree. Yeah. Great answer. All right. That will do it for episode 21 of Sports Cards Culture. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to all the newcomers to the hobby. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So if you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, and you will be notified every time Card Ladder puts out a new video including new episodes of sports cards culture which drop on tuesdays there you go and we will see you guys next week thanks for watching tell us in the comment section below what the crew should cover next week and don't forget to subscribe see you next time at scc sports cards culture